What's up, guys? It's like 6.20 in the morning. I really put off this intro, but uh, at least I got something going. So this podcast was an absolute freight train. I got home from work yesterday, sat down in front of the mic, hit record, and just let my brain go. And honestly, I was all over the place. It's a, it's a wild podcast. There's no concrete train of thought anywhere in sight. But I need it. I really needed that airing out. So it felt good for me. Hopefully it feels good for you guys, too. Uh, so... Without further ado, enjoy Aaron Arrow episode 29. Take it easy, folks. just gonna hit record and just start going just like that just diving right in i literally walked in the door from work five minutes ago if even that and i was like i gotta do a podcast it's thursday i blew it on wednesday completely forgot about it woke up this morning like oh god the podcast oh crap but uh yeah here we are episode 29 absolutely i had a plan for it didn't get around to writing down that plan it was more like a a mental preparation I also don't like, I'm not doing a video right now too, but I still liked when I was looking at my face. This is, uh, this is called the unprepared cast. I'm going to set up a camera so I can stare at myself. Stare longingly. My hair is super greasy from wearing a hat all day. Oh boy. Yeah. As you saw also, there was no video coming out on Wednesday yesterday. We are just, we are just, uh, we're losing it. We've been at the new job for a week now. Uh, four days, I guess. I look pretty good though. I look, my skin's pretty clear. All things considered. Yeah, I've been at the new job at the golf course. So this is my fourth day. Not totally what I expected, but still uh, miles ahead of uh, working at Lava Laws, pulling those, pulling those crates, stacking those boxes. I spent the first two days outside uh, working on the, on the course, pulling some tarps off the greens. Uh, and then the last two days, we had some freezing rain here. It's been a little chillier. Uh, so there hasn't been a ton that you can do outside at the golf course. So we've just been in the shop. Uh, I've been putting my handyman skills to work. Uh, being a craftsman, building, sanding some benches down, uh, and then building them back up. It's kind of a three-part process. Take the benches apart, which I did that too, working a drill. Um, that was the only tool I got. I got a drill and a hammer and a Sharpie. Um, so, you know, they're starting me off low, which I like, you know. But I uh, using these man hands. I like it. My hands, my veins, when I use my hands, like I got this big vein on my right hand and I'm a big fan of. makes me look very masculine. When I was a... Uh, in eighth grade, I remember a, a guy was tell, talking to everyone about my back saying I had lady hands. That made me self-conscious about my hands. But now look at these hands. You can't see them. I'm looking at my own hands talking to myself. But look at these hands, Aaron. Look at these hands. The power in them. The grip strength. I got some grip strength trainers that I haven't done in a while. But I've got uh, I got some... Not really meaty. You know those meaty hands you see on like mechanics? They got those thick fingers. Like They've been twisting nuts. The mechanical nuts, not maybe maybe both kinds of nuts. Honestly, they seem the kind of guy that could someone gets in their face, they twist their nuts, just, just like they ratcheted those nuts on the motorcycles on the Harleys they work on. Yeah, those kinds of hands. I got dainty little wrists though. That's a, that's kind of a thing. I got my mom's wrists. They're very narrow, which is kind of a good thing because like on the rest, like I think bodybuilders like having narrow wrists because it makes the rest of your forearms look really big. 
I'm a big, I'm a big forearms guy. If you know me, if you know me too, if I could have any big muscle, it'd just be forearms. Biceps like overrated. It's like forearms and then triceps. That's what I want big. And then I guess chest, biceps. Yeah, they're covered by. I'm not, I'm not a sleeveless guy. I'm not a tank guy. Anyways, so yeah, definitely forearms, big meaty hands. That's the, those are the glory muscles. I, I like the farmer's tan too. Although I think this year I got us, since I'm doing the skincare routine, I should start wearing sunscreen on outside. Start taking care of myself. Avoid that, uh, the skin cancer. Avoid. Uh, although, I mean, like, I feel like I burn maybe with how little sunscreen I've worn, burn very little. Very little. I feel like my arms, like, have adapted to it. And my body's just like, you know what? Send him some extra melanin. He needs it in the arms. The rest of my body's still pale as hell. Like, the quads are just like lighthouse beacons. If I just, like, lay to my back and spread my legs. Uh, on like a, a big cliff, I could definitely just be a lighthouse and the, all the boats would just like reflect off my, my glowing thighs. Yeah. Oh, I should have got my water bottle ready. Should have gotten everything ready. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a good week at the new job so far. Uh, tomorrow will be the, the last day of the week. Got the weekends off until golf season starts. But it's been a, it's been a big shift in the schedule and like my, my energy levels. I know I said with Ethan on the podcast that, uh, it's going to be like having this nice routine. It's going to be easy to like, I know exactly how I can plan out my videos. Like wh- exactly what time I want to do is going to improve my quality of content and like my ability to like schedule my routine. And it's been way harder so far. This has been like a, an adapting week going from waking up at like between nine and 10 every day, kind of like no alarm, just lackadaisically getting out of bed when I want to, to now getting up at 630 every day. We've been doing yoga the past two mornings, uh, getting those in before I go to work. So that's been nice because my hammies were kind of tight, rolling up those big old tarps. The tarps were the size of the greens. Like they're massive tarps and they get covered with water and sand. So they're heavy. It's like a seven man job to roll those up. So yeah, pushing those on the ground. Those are real heavy. Those are real heavy. But uh, yeah, I almost, I almost said the cursed words. What was I saying? I guess, I guess I did just say it, but yeah, it's been quite the week, but uh, the day, the days go by quick. That's what I've noticed. The days, even though like just working in the shop, working on these hands, these man hands, um, it's cool. Like putting these benches together too. I feel like it's like building IKEA furniture. Like I'm, all I'm doing is putting, lining up the slats on the with the holes, and then like screwing and put screws, washer nut on each one, just using like finger tight the first time, and then just drilling them uh, when they're all set up and lined up. But at the end of it, I got like a bench and I get to sit on it. And that's like, I'm working towards sitting down because I got to stand the whole time. So that's, a, that's like a little reward you get. And I got a cool bench out of it that I guess I don't get it. But now going around the course, I can be like, build that bench, build that bench. I guess I built all of them. I built, I built six today, probably going to build six tomorrow. Yeah, I'm just a bench builder. Bench builder with these masculine hands. Now I got to get into some other, some other woodworking skills. But I've, uh, I've bit off way more than I can chew, I think. Well, I, I kind of going going back up, back and forth on this actually. Of did I bite off more than I could chew with this accountability board? I kind of revamped it uh, coming into this week to try and like I was getting pretty lazy on it. Um, so really, the only other things I have to do, like make my bed and take a shower, those are like guarantees. Those aren't tasks. Those are just like life. That should just happen. Then I got like work on a video, do something creative like painting, drawing, origami, writing get my steps do some kind of exercise that's not yoga play guitar and read and like it does seem like a lot that's like one two really three four activities i gotta do when i get home from work 
Uh, I do count most days at work as the exercise because I'm walking around pushing stuff, lifting stuff. So I think that's more on the weekends. I'll have to do like a kettlebell workout. But uh, for the most part, yeah, I got to figure out. Uh, videos. Videos. I said I was going to, I changed up the video style, which you guys haven't seen any of it yet. Um, a lot harder than I thought. <laughs> a lot harder. I'm, I'm an idea man, as you know. I come with ideas and then I commit to those ideas by like, I want to make these cartoon sketches, these animations. So I bought that drawing tablet and I was like, hell yeah, it's going to be so easy. I can already paint. I can, I can do everything. I can draw. It's going to be, I'm going to make voices. It's going to be so quick and simple. And then I've been practicing with this drawing tablet and it is such a different process when I'm like drawing on this mouse pad and then the screen, I'm looking at the screen. I'm not looking at my hand. So it was like a, it's a two point system. Uh, so learning how to control the pen with one hand and how it controls on the screen rather than like one of the tablets with the screen where you're just drawing right on it. Or like when I'm painting, I'm actually painting the, the thing. More, more I touch my paintbrush is where the paint goes. Whereas now I touch the pen, the stylus on the tablet and it appears on my screen. It's like a mouse. It's like a mouse. It's using a mouse, which you think I'd be pretty good at controlling a mouse with the, all the games I play with using a mouse and keyboard and aiming and stuff like that. But it's a tough process getting like the fine tuning of the painting. I'm still learning the app, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a bit. Is what I'm saying that uh, figuring that stuff out. Um, but I'm still like committed to it. I think that's a good idea. I think they're gonna be fun to make. Uh, I'm gonna try and do a painting, the first painting for the first animation this weekend. So then, if once I get that out, that will be easier to translate. I'll know like the art style of what the cartoon will be, and then I can translate that and just like draw and redraw. The nice thing is like I can just copy and paste. Uh, the frames so like really it's gonna be like maybe like 10 drawings and then just like minor details in between for like changing motion and movement and like moving mouse and stuff like that so it's not gonna be super hard it's just gonna be like getting the drawing to a state that i want it in and then recording the voice over over it editing it so it still could be like a couple weeks to see that um as i said there's no video this week i just had a exhausted after work just honestly like no time still adapting to the new schedule um, so I think on the weekends, I'm going to have to really hunker down, work on my videos, which this weekend I gotta, I'm going to actually, okay. Do I say it? Do I say it? Wednesday, Wednesday, I'll release the sketch there. The, if you guys saw the teaser of Ethan's head on Ned Flanders, I've been, I've been putting it off. I did some shooting, uh, last on Saturday, I did some shooting on Saturday, but the audio was all like staticky and doing that at portions. So I'm like, I could either refilm it, but there's even a chance of refilming it that the mic still does that. So I might just be able to like do voiceover through this microphone. Um, it's not a ton of like talking to myself in it. It's like the intro portion has me talking uh, and then that's it. The rest of it's gonna be like music and sound effects uh, that I've got planned out. So like voiceover might not be the worst option. And honestly, the way it's coming out, it's almost like it's bad. The effects are bad, but in like a comedic way. It did take me a lot of time to do those effects. So it's kind of like I'm aware of how bad they are, but I think it's funny bad. You know what I'm saying? It's not just bad that I was like, I tried really hard and like slacked on it. It's like I tried really hard and that's like the best I could do with what I had and like at my ability level. But I think it portrays exactly what I want. I think it's funny to see. So I think you guys will enjoy that. So Wednesday, yes. Now that I put myself out there and given a deadline, I can film those scenes that I'm missing on Saturday, edit them on Sunday, and have a cool-ass video for you guys 
on Wednesday, something completely different. Um, and then probably it might even just be like two weeks between each video now, uh, depending on what, uh, what I'm thinking. I do have actually see, I found a new game that I kind of want to play for the steam clean. It's another horror game, but, uh, I know I said, if you guys were watching the steam cleans, I know I said I didn't want to do that anymore. I didn't want to play games at night. I wanted to like play some daylight games where it's like easier to record, but then this game looks so cool and it's like a newer game. So I feel like this has the ability. I don't think anyone's really watching a, a resident evil let's play. The game came out in 2017, like five years ago. If people were interested in the game, I feel like they've already seen it. It's been done. It was like a nice like practice. It was fun for me to play the game and like kind of figure out what the steam clean is. Uh, now I think playing like more recent games that might attract a better audience. Uh, which I think this game came out in September last year, so I feel like there's a possibility. Uh, so that'll be a ton of fun. That'll be a ton of fun to get that done. Um, and talking about my videos, I had this weird dream last night. Um, they're like, there's a lot of foggy details on it, but I was, it was about like my life. Um, I was a YouTuber at the time uh, in the dream, and I was also doing stand-up comedy um, with uh, like famous stand-up comedians that I knew. Um, but, uh, actually, no, I remember, I guess I was performing in the same place as them, but I maybe went on like way before them or something like that. I don't know. I've never done stand-up comedy. So like, I don't know. My, my brain's just like making up what it thinks stand-up comedy is. But I, I do remember something very specifically in the dream was that I had, it was like, this is vlog number 305. I was like, Oh geez, I've done a lot of vlogs. And then like it showed my subscriber count and it was like 3,335, like not very many subscribers at all for, if I did 305 vlogs, that's you probably do like a vlog a week. That's like seven and a half years to get three K subs. And then I woke up in the morning and I was like, you know, I was analyzing it. I was like, Hmm, does that mean that I should like, I should stick to my vlogs and I will gain viewers and subscribers but like 3k in seven years that's not a sustainable number at all that's i maybe that's like the rate i am on right now exponentially so then i'm like okay maybe the dream is telling me that i need to get away from this vlog type content most of my content is more like vloggy just me talking to a camera or like this like me talking to a mic right now um maybe i need to actually like hunker down and hey like hey your channel's not going to grow doing that stuff aaron but your channel will grow if you use your brain and your creativity power, use what God gave you. You know, I had a mantra. Um, my therapist told me uh, like two years ago when I was in therapy, I think, or was it last year? I was in therapy last year, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that was last year. Um, she's like, hey, come up with some mantras that you can repeat to yourself when you're like, you need to focus on stuff. And I think maybe I should go back to doing my, my mantras uh but the one i found that i liked was uh the best thing to do is the right thing the second best thing to do is the wrong thing and the worst thing to do is nothing and that's like just do something is essentially what it is like doing nothing is probably the worst is the worst thing you can do which yeah that, that was probably the easy part of, to deduce from that mantra but like even doing like a bad job is better than doing nothing at all like trying and failing is better and doing nothing which i need to like that's what i need to hammer into my brain about these um sketches sketches i'm filming sketch just a singular singular sketch I need to hammer down just like make it shitty dude make a make a really shitty sketch put it out there and then i'll be like man that was really shitty i could do better i could i could do better than that then the second one will be like a little better then another a little better then a little better and that's what that's how you that's how you improve that's uh I was going to talk about books. 
Um, this podcast is just gonna be all over the place if you haven't told by now. Uh, I haven't really talked to anyone all day, if not all week. Uh, everyone I work with is pretty much just like most of the staff is students, so they're not working there yet. So right now it's just me and then all like uh, retired guys that have like picked up jobs at the golf course because they're bored. So it's just me and a bunch of like 65 plus year olds working at the golf course right now. So it's a, not a lot of common ground for us to talk about. Uh, they like name drop a bunch of guys. Um, everyone talks about like all the rich folk that um, like, I guess, golf or like our members at the golf course but they like name drop it like i should know who those people are like hey you know john harrison I'm like uh no i don't know john harrison like yeah he's building that house uh right by the the first green I'm like i i still don't know like saying what his house is still doesn't help me like john harrison he owns the pontiac and guelph and like that's none of those are helping me know who john harrison is i just don't know who john harrison is it's, he's not a he's not a big name i guess if you've met him maybe you know john harrison but it's all it's all stuff like that. They're just name dropping guys that are, are supposed to impress me or something, or like I should know who it is, and it's just it's not connecting. It's uh it's not sticking. Um, I should make sure that uh, this is recording. That would suck if it wasn't recording because I am on fire right now. Oh, what was I saying though? I got I threw myself off. John Harrison, and then we were talking about I was talking about the dream before that. What was I talking about between the dream, the mantra, dream mantra, video sketch, make shitty stuff. How did I get to John Harrison from that? Uh, I haven't talked all day. 1630 cough. I don't know why. I should have written that down rather than just saying it right after I coughed because saying it's at the same time as the cough. Really, if anything, that's just going to make it more distracting. Um, yeah, the mantra. The mantra. I need to do stuff. I need to do stuff. I need to catch my. I need to catch a wave again. Actually, the best part of this podcast, I can just edit this all out, and you guys won't even know about it. Or I can just leave it in, and you guys will know about it. Because editing's a lot of work. If you guys don't know that, and I have, I'm a busy guy. Um. Yeah, you know. So uh, I got to start making crappy things, and that's, that's how you get to good stuff. The best way to get good at something is to be really bad at something first, and then just keep doing it over and over again. I was going to talk about uh, a bunch of books I've read. That's what I was going to talk about. Which I said like. I think podcast number four was actually supposed to be books. And then it turned into uh, uh, no no uh, no topic, just thoughts, I think is what I called it. And I just rambled, uh, just like what this one is right now. Um, yeah, so one of the books I read uh, recently, it's called Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. And it kind of like, he looks at a bunch of like successful people, like people who are at the top of their field. And it's like, why are they that way? What did, like, is it like genetic uh a genetic thing is it just innate ability they're just better than everyone else why are they so successful and what it came down to here's the secret guys you can i'll save you reading the book although it's a great book i think you should read it there's a lot of cool examples in there uh he's a great writer a very very fun writing style the secret is you find something you like to do and then you just do it way the fuck more than anyone else you just keep doing it you just do it for hours and hours and hours and hours and 10,000 hours, 20,000 hours, 30,000 hours, you just do it a bunch. And also you get really lucky. Both those things are help what get you to the very tippy top. Working extremely, extremely hard and being lucky. So whenever you guys find out what thing you wanna do, like for me, I guess it would be 
See, my thing is just, uh, I don't want to have a job. I don't know how to get, to, how do you work really hard at not having a job? Because I feel like that's a great way, like you don't, you don't get anywhere. It's not something you can work on, not having a job. Like it's just uh, being unemployed for a long time. And then I'm like, I'm killing it. I'm, I'm, I'm living the dream, baby. No job for me. Like uh, I got to figure out. Um, I heard a door close. It threw me off. Yeah, I think uh, it'd be like spending a lot of time making videos. That would be step number one. Just the more time I spend making videos, the more success I'll have it. Because I'll just like, every time I make a video, learn something from it, fix that in the next video. On and on and on. Just a continual process of things getting a little bit, like 1% better every time. That was in the, uh, the Atomic Habits book I read or listened to like months ago. If you just get 1% better at something every day, you're like 3.7 times better at it than you are like in a year that's a huge improvement 370 percent whereas if you get like one percent worse than it you're like essentially you're terrible at it by the end of the year you're like worse than you get zero percent you've lost all ability in that thing uh, after losing a percent a day um yeah so that's the secret like he's talking about like bill gates had access to a computer uh, a lot in his childhood like his his uh his school he went to private school which uh like that's part of the luck thing i guess being born into a rich family he got drafted into this select like school and then they happened to have like one of the first computers that would like allow you to program on it so he would spend all this time programming on it and then um after that he like happened to find this place nearby that was looking for programmers he got to go work on their computers he programmed more and more he just spent like from like 15 till still now he just programmed constantly because he had all these opportunities pop up randomly that would like help him program and i really gotta take a drink right now and there was like a, a lot of examples like that they talked about hockey players and like uh, if you look at hockey players uh the thing in common they have is actually like their birth date uh, I guess because the way they select uh, like the cutoff date for getting into your hockey um, age group or whatever is like January 2nd or something. So everyone born uh, in early January uh, would then be like the largest kids in their age group. So then when like reps go, go out and look, they're going to like spot the biggest kids and the fastest kids like first. And like they're just bigger because they're like development. They're like nine months ahead of everyone else in growth. Everyone else. Everyone else in growth. And then they get selected and they get more practice than everyone else. And they just get this opportunity that uh, if you're born in like November, like I was, that's why I'm not a hockey player because my birth date. And I get, now I can just like, it's not my fault. It's my parents' fault for having sex too late. You know, it's on you, mom and dad. Um, yeah. I read another book of Malcolm Gladwell's. Uh, it's called Talking to Strangers. So I was like, this could help me, help me uh, open up and socialize more. You know, going to this golf course, I need to... I need to chat with the folks, you know, get in, get in, meet these, uh, these rich, rub elbows, rub, rub elbows with the rich folk, you know, kind of like get some contacts out there, maybe I should make some business cards, you know, hand it out, but I need, I need some content out there that they're going to want to listen to, which I don't think rich folks are listening to podcasts by a 28 year old who wants to be homeless and unemployed. You know, I don't think they're, they're looking up to those kind of people, but, uh, yeah, so talking to strangers is all about, like, why everyone sucks at talking to strangers. Why it's, like, such a hard thing for us. Um, it went through a lot of things. One thing I learned is that, like, people are terrible at identifying liars. Uh, just, like, a human trait. Everyone's horrible at it. Cops, judges, CIA agents, everyone's bad at t detecting a liar. If you're 
unless you're like one of those astronomically bad liars where you're like you're stuttering you're like dripping in sweat and you're like your face is red and like it's obviously you're lying unless you're one of those people people can like got ya nailed ya uh, other than that everyone just assumes you're telling the truth there's like this default to truth uh thing they were talking about where everyone just assumes like yeah this is kind of this is kind of fishy but you know what I believe you. I believe you. I'm going to go off my gut hair and say, yeah, you're a trustworthy guy. That's how, like, Bernie made off, like, made all that money in the Ponzi scheme. People are like, you know, it's kind of sus what he's doing. He doesn't really have any investments. And, like, there's no track record of any of these things he said he's bought into. Like, there's no existence of those investments he made. But you know what? I trust him. I trust him. He seems like a good guy, you know? It's all, like, stuff like that. Um, so I don't know if I really learned anything about talking to strangers other than... Uh, you know, things like, uh, we judge strangers harder than we judge ourselves. You know, we, uh, we make judgments on their actions based on like our perspective and like, oh, I wouldn't do that. So like, they're crazy for doing that. Whereas we don't like those whole situation, what's going on with them. You know, it's really just like being nicer to people, being more like understanding of people. That's the key to talking with strangers. Uh, don't jump to conclusions and make rash decisions about them. That's uh, that's what it from that one. That uh, I sh- I should have made some like taking some notes. I was going to ooh, actually before uh, recording this, I was gonna like go through all these books, like just write down some jot notes to talk about, so it wasn't just like off the top of my head trying to figure out. But uh, I think that's more more honest rather than f- finding some spark notes and just like rehashing it to you guys and pretending they're my own knowledge. You know, um, another book I listened to uh, it's called The Alchemist. And this was recommended by. Uh, Mike Posner on the that first podcast I listened to him he recommended two books The Alchemist and Ask and You Shall Receive It I think it's called Ask and You Shall Receive It it's on my Ask and It Is Given Ask and It Is Given um, and I just I had Ask and It Is Given that's the book that I had on hold that I talked about in that library story like three weeks ago that I uh, the whole point of that library story was that it was a nothing story and I was like I was telling it like something super exciting happened I was like, this is maybe like this. This is a fun way to tell. I had no story to talk about. Like, this is all I did for the week was walk to the library. Maybe if I just like pretend it's exciting, people find it exciting, and then I just drowned it in sound effects. So like, it didn't even come across. It was so abrupt and shanked up. But uh, whatever, you know, make something shitty, improve upon it. How do I improve upon it? Never use sound effects again. <laughs> They're out. I think that using music and stuff, though, I think that it, that could be helpful. Every podcast I have. I clicked around on like some other small podcasts. All of them have like music playing throughout the background, which I think is a little cheap. I think music is kind of like it hides a lot of imperfections. Uh, like I use it a lot in videos when like the audio is kind of dead and like boring here. I just throw a song on it and like completely changes the mood, makes it way easier. Yeah, it's kind of it's a it's a super cheap way. I feel like uh, to liven up something without like actually just like making better stuff. Just slap a song on it and you're good. Push it out the door. Um, but I think, yeah, in some, in some instances, music might be good. Um, I also was thinking on a walk the other day, like a new theme song, um, which I can't do by myself. That's like a, an Ethan thing that he'd have to help me with. But, uh, it was like, the intro was like, Aaron, 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 out. It's like a seventies, like a seventies TV show intro. The problem is I kept... I was like, he's Aaron, and he's going to air out, or he's, he's Aaron, and he wants to air out, he's Aaron. And I kept, I kept falling into YMCA. 
I was like, it's not YMCA. I was telling myself it's not YMCA. And every time I like come up with, came up with a lyric or something, like, you will laugh, you'll, you'll cry. He's a pretty smart guy. He's Aaron. Dun, dun, ba, dun, ba, ba. See, I immediately fell into YMCA. So I got to figure out how I can do it without making it YMCA, which maybe like inspired by YMCA. Like the first one was inspired by Disco Duck. You wouldn't know it now. But uh, yeah, I mean, the love machine's not going to happen now at this point. It's uh, well, it's on the back burner, which it's already on a back burner. It's on a further back burner now. I've got, I got miles of back burners though. Like you wouldn't even understand how many back burners I got going on here. I could feel like all of Korea with all these back burner ideas. It's crazy. It's crazy the number of back burners I got. Um, but I was saying the Alchemist. Yeah, Mike Posner had recommended it. I put it on hold of the library. No, not that one. The audiobook. I listened to an audiobook of The Alchemist, and I really enjoyed it. I uh, there's like four, four and a half hours or something. I want to say the audiobook, and I listen to audiobooks on my walks only. Uh, I'm really bad at listening to audiobooks. I I find fictional ones I'm pretty good at that I can like uh, keep track of the story and like listen to that on a walk. But my mind wanders a lot. Uh, and like I hear something and then my mind just goes on for on a complete tangent and then like five minutes later I'm like I have not listened to a word that has been said and uh, normally I'm just like well screw it I'm just not going to have that knowledge just keep chucking forward from whatever arbitrary point the the story is at and uh, I have a bunch of like non-fiction books that I've been listening to uh, one of them is like Guns, Germs, and Steel, which is like uh, the evolution of societies and like why some societies and cultures like progressed faster than other ones. And so it's only like five hours long as well. And I think I'm two and a half hours in, and, but I just, I've stopped listening to it because I miss so much of the content because my mind just goes off on this tangent and like I'm listening to it and I'm like, oh, I have, I've had, I've learned nothing. It's just essentially background white noise as I'm walking through the trees and stuff. But uh, The Alchemist was like the opposite. I'm like, I am fully enthralled in this. Normally my walks are like an hour 15. One day I walked for three hours. So I'm like, I just don't want to stop listening to this thing. I just kept walking around and enjoying it. Super enjoyable. It's about a, it's a, well, it's very like a, I think the story is supposed to be a, a metaphor. It's a metaphor for life. It's not like the characters, like the character name, like the shepherd, the alchemist, the, the chieftain, the uh the vendor you know they're all just like named after their they're not named after their names they're just named after their occupation because their purpose is to serve like uh you know like just give you some moral message some i'm not like an english teacher i can't figure out how to describe this but like so the shepherd and he uh a shepherd in spain i want to say a shepherd in spain and he's got to lead his flock to this big city he does it every year and he's got he's very excited to like see this girl that he met in the city uh the whoever he's selling his sheep to or uh or maybe he's cleaning their sheep or something like that whatever he's doing their sheep he's doing something with your sheep um he's like he hit on this girl like last year they kind of hit it off and he's like very excited to go see her again but he's been having these weird dreams uh so he goes to this gypsy and he's like hey i've had these dreams where like i'm at the pyramid and uh they're like there's a treasure at the pyramid and like just before they tell me where the treasure's at the pyramid, I wake up every single time in the same spot. I never find out where this so-called treasure that I'm supposed to find at the pyramid is. And the gypsy's like, "Well, obviously, dude, you go to the pyramid. There's, I can tell you, there is a treasure there. I guarantee that. But you got to give me ten percent of this treasure when you find it." 
So dude's like, okay, that's a little weird, but uh, I guess that's all right. And he leaves this gypsy. Uh, and then he's walking down, walking through some streets. I think like the next day he's going to go meet this girl. And he's like super excited to meet her. Uh, and then this old man comes up to her, not her, up to him. And he's like, uh, I don't know what he said. He's like, let me buy some of your sheep or something. Uh, I can help you find your treasure. And he's like, what? How does this guy know about my treasure? And the guy's like, I'm the king of some someplace. I'm the king of Saldan something. I'm the king of sand. I don't know. The king of somewhere. Um, and he's like, uh, he starts like tells the boy everything about him. He's like, he's like, this is your father's name. This is your mother's name. This is your sheep's name. This is where you grew up. This is the girl you want to see. This is everything. He like, you know everything about this boy. So the guy's like, okay, this guy's definitely is a king. This guy, like this guy's crazy. And the king's like, I help people find their personal legend. And the personal legend is like the thing you're destined to do. The thing you're supposed to do in your life. And it's like, oh, you need to go find this treasure. It is your personal legend to go find this treasure. And the boy's like a little hesitant. He's like, you know, I'd have to sell all my sheep to do this. I'd have, I'd have to like give up everything to go chase this so-called personal legend, this destiny of mine. And the guy's like, you know what? You, you got to do it. Like, this is your only chance to do it. You're young. A lot of people, they don't chase their personal legend. And like, I helped them along the way and they don't chase it. And then eventually, like, I got to stop helping them. I just can't do anything about it. And then they, they're just lost and they feel terrible in their life that they never chased it, that they never like took the opportunity to go look and seek for the destiny. Um, so like, you got, you got to do this opportunity now. And it's like, here's what you got to do. The universe, no matter what, uh, like early on beginner's luck, that's a real thing. Um, so like right off the bat, you're going to like, you know, like do well, you're going to like, things are going to be going for you. It's going to be easy. It's going to be awesome. But then things will get a lot harder. So what you got to do is you got to listen to the omens or follow the omens. Uh, they're like, they're messages in your life that like, when you notice them, you got to be like, okay, I got to pay attention to that. This is a sign that I got to follow this. Um, and then secondly, he gave him these two stones, Umim and Thumim, something like that. One black rock, one right rock. Uh, one went yes, one went no. And he put them in a pouch form and he handed them uh, the stones. He said, these can answer you any yes or no question. Uh, use them when you like can't figure out the omens. You don't know what's going on. So the guy's like, he's still a skeptical. He's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um... But he kind of leaves this old guy. They had a longer conversation. Oh, by the way, this whole audiobook was like narrated by Jeremy Irons. It was like a, it was really high quality, really, really good voice acting. Um, so he, he leaves the, uh, the old man and he goes to like find a travel agent to go find uh, like a tickets to ferry across to Egypt. I think that's why he was in Spain. That makes sense. Spain across to Africa. That makes sense, right? Um, so he, yeah, he goes and looks at the tickets and he's like, you know what? not not this year not this year next next year i'll go i'll chase my dream and this year i'm gonna i'm gonna go see that girl uh and then like the the travel engine i was like yeah pff, another dreamer get out of here kid and he hears that and he goes you know what i'm gonna do it uh and he so he goes and he sells his sheep he buys a ticket to egypt and he goes to egypt and then honestly without like giving away i think you guys should really you should check out this story honestly it's a great story uh very like inspiring and like insightful too um, I felt a lot of connection to it about like, uh, I did the right thing, you know, giving up my job to try and uh, chase my dream. And now I'm like, uh, a lot of little things pop up that I'm like, uh, this is a sign, you know, I'm not, I don't believe, really believe in signs, uh, that the, the universe does guide you. I do believe though, that if you like, you set your sights in a thing, you can kind of interpret everything that happens to you as like something that was supposed to happen on your path and like you're on the right path. So I think it's like a mindset thing of like, 
not necessarily omens. I think following the omens is like, you know, see the results that you're, are being created, see the things that are happening in your life, and how can you like mold that into like something that's part of your path. That's what I take away from it. I don't, I'm not like that super spiritual, but uh, I think that's a, I think that's like the logical way to think about it. Um, but the story is really good, and like he goes on this long journey of like, uh, you know, meeting new people, um, you know, traveling different places, uh, learning new things. You know, it's a you know, he goes through trials of like, oh, should I quit this journey? Have I, have I done enough on this journney? Am I going to achieve my personal legend? Um, so you should definitely check it out. Like I said, the audiobook's like four hours long. The actual book is going to take you less than four hours. Cause the audiobook is always longer than the actual reading of the book. Um, so yeah, it's a very short read, but uh, super enjoyable. Like I said, I walked for three hours cause I didn't want to like stop listening to this thing out in the cold too. It wasn't, it wasn't warm yet. It was a, it was a chilly walk. So yeah, The Alchemist. Uh, I talked about Outliers, talking to strangers. Um, I listened to, I've read a Three Body Problem. I don't know if you guys have heard of that science fiction series. Uh, I've read two of them so far, Three Body Problem and Dark Forest. Uh, really cool science fiction, ser- science fiction series if you're, uh, if you're into science fiction. I don't really want to... I knew nothing about it going into it. I'd just been like... Uh, I was just looking for other science fiction books to read. I read The, uh, the Red Rising quintilogy so far i read five of them and the guy's writing the author's writing the the sixth one right now so i was looking for another science fiction book to read in the meantime and then i saw like the three body problems like the they won those uh what are the 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 sci-fi the the nebula awards or something something like that best like sci-fi book and then there it's coming to a, a netflix series as well i saw that so i was like i want to read this before uh, the show comes out on netflix um super enjoyable honestly if you're looking for a science fiction book to read uh recommend that a lot of it's more like a realistic it's not like super spacey like laser guns and aliens and stuff like that it's like a a very bait like based in like it starts in like 1960 something whenever that mao guy was around emperor mao it was written by a chinese guy and then it got translated into english by a not not a chinese guy Actually, he could have been Chinese and just spoke English as well, but I don't think so. Um, yeah, it's a uh, it's about you know human achievement and it's about uh, our future, and uh, in, it's really enjoyable, super fun. Uh, the second book especially is like really good. Uh, it's really good. Uh, it's rare that the second book is better than the first one, but I think I think the second one was better. The thing I hate about these science fiction books is they always get longer every time. The first book was like almost like six hundred pages on Kobo which is like it's usually like two Kobo pages per actual book page and like those tall books so it's probably like a 350 page book or something uh then the second book was 900 pages and I was like oh my gosh it just got so much longer and I was looking up the dark forest or I think death's end is the third one uh and I was I was like looking up to like see okay how much how long is this one it's like even longer and it's like oh 600 pages very nice it was 600 paper pages, though. I got it on my Kobo, and it's like, 1,200 pages. So it's just, uh, they get so much longer and longer. And, like, that Red Rising books I read, they were all, like, the second through the fifth one were, like, 1,000 pages, 1,100 pages, 1,200 pages, 1,300 pages. 50, I think the last one was 1,500 pages. So this sixth one's probably going to be, like, 1,700 pages, which is nuts, which is, like, it's enjoyable. But also, I like to read a lot of books, and the longer the book is, it takes me a long time now to get to the next book. So yeah, science fiction writers, can you can like dial it back a little bit, you know? Just make I'd rather have more book series that they're like 
like 300 page books so i can like take breaks in between rather than like these super long epic journeys but uh yeah other than that i think you guys should check out all those books that i recommended i'm uh i went to the library sunday i think sunday yeah yeah we'll go with sunday you guys you can't check me on that so sunday and i picked up three books um says so like they give you three week three weeks um checkout period so i figured okay i can, I can read a book a week that's no problem and then i got this book on hold uh on tuesday so now i got four books so now i really gotta step up the reading which i've been reading every night oh i've also been reading this book kind of mentioned it with ethan the other day too uh the self-discipline in 10 days i've been working my way through that it's kind of like uh it's not something you just read all at once it's got these exercises it's like a it's like a 40 page intro it's like a pdf it's just a 150 page pdf that i found online you can all find it too it's it's a very easy to find if you're looking for like some self-discipline help or something like that you're uh, you want to go from uh, a thinker to a doer is i think what's on the, the front page um so i started that i read like the the intro 40 pages and then it's essentially day one to day 10 is like you read that each day there's some exercises it says which the exercises honestly kind of bs kind of bogus so far i've done four days of it i started on monday um yeah day one was like a uh, fear of failure i think yeah fear of failure was it F there's fear of failure fear feel feel fear of failure fear of success fear of rejection and fear of um blah, 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 mediocrity those are the four i've done so far and all the exercises have been uh find three examples in your past where you have um felt these things but think way back to your childhood and honestly anytime that like, those things happen like take three examples from your past my entire past has now disappeared and i have no memories of anything that happened to me other than in this very moment i can't think of anything that happened in my life like it should take you 15 minutes and each one's taking me like 45 minutes just to try and remember what i've done in my life i like in my head just like go through okay grade one did anything happen grade two did anything happen grade three just like step by step go through it and uh day four was last night fear of mediocrity that was the only one that i'm like i don't really think i have that fear i like aim for mediocrity if anything that's that is my problem it's like i'm okay with being average i'm okay with being okay you know it's a uh, I don't want to put in a bunch of effort and then have it suck. That's bad. I want to be like, I put in very little effort and that's why it's just okay. And that's why, you know, pat myself on the back for doing bare minimum. Um, which is, you know, it's been as much as I like harped on these exercises. It has been like a, a, a fun experience. It's kind of like almost like journaling, talking to myself, trying to like figure these things out. So we'll see how the rest of these i guess six days remaining go and see if it does improve my self-discipline uh so far on these evenings i have nothing super disciplined although i did go grocery shopping mask free which was fun on tuesday uh that, that was a that was a blast so i know i got a bunch of food a lot of hamburgers and hot dogs i'm looking forward to grill season and a lot of sandwich stuff now i gotta get more snacks though honestly i got like i got stuff to make a full meal or like just make a sandwich i'm like i don't really want I've had a sandwich for lunch at work and i came home and had a hamburger i really want like a pb and j then afterwards that's like three three buns in one day that's a lot of bunnage i gotta reduce the bun amount so i gotta figure out some snacks should have gotten some apples or something that's still that's still a lot of carbs 
I gotta find some like low carb. If you guys ain't got any low carb snacks, uh, hit me up. Let me know. Maybe like some, maybe like a, just do like pr- protein bars. I should pick up some protein bars. That wouldn't be bad. Maybe that's the move. But uh, yeah, the discipline's not been good. I uh, I just get home from work and I'm just like super tired. And like uh, I was gonna like every night I was gonna, like I'm gonna do some drawing and like get this animation going or I'm gonna like film the sketch and get this going. I've done neither of those things. I uh, I've just been doing the steam clean stuff and like that counts as my working on videos. Uh, yesterday I took a nap. Um, I've been playing a lot of guitar though. That's been good. I've uh, I got a call with the gang on Sunday. Then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I want to get this song to a state where like. I can't play it up to this the right tempo, but I can play it like fast enough and like without interruptions. So that's like my goal to get there. Uh, so that's been a lot of fun to actually just like focus on one song. Uh, it's nice that's a song that doesn't have any lyrics, uh, so I, like I don't have to worry about the singing or like this is just the chord progression to this song. Like this is the whole song. Just this guitar. It's a guitar only song. So yeah, it's been good. That's been very good. Uh, and like I said, I've been I've been reading. So like I have been disciplined in a way. This comes all the way back to that have I bit off more than I could chew because I feel like at this point there's just I've given myself too many things to do that I can't like sit down and really focus on like one or two things because I'm like okay I gotta do this for half an hour then I gotta jump onto this next thing do that for half an hour just so I can fit everything in to this like time frame from like 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. before I gotta get in bed and like uh, you know do my discipline day and my reading I got because I got to read a book a week now to get this back to the library. It's a uh, yeah, it's been it's been chaotic, but uh, I am feeling better than uh, it's been a grouch, a bit of a grump the past uh, couple of weeks. Kind of been real lazy, uh, especially like I stopped going to Loblaws. I took a weekend off sick, like before I even knew I got the I'd got I was going to be starting the other golf course job. Um, so like yeah, I hadn't been to Loblaws for almost two weeks, and I did nothing with that time. Like I spent. I was just sleeping in, just like feeling sorry for myself, being miserable. But uh, I do feel more energized now, like being outside and like doing things, building benches with these hands, these masculine hands. I think that's what we're gonna call this episode. These masculine hands. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, I wish you guys could see them on the video. Like, my hand is. How big's your hand? Like, I wish you could weigh your hands. You know, if I just went to like the fruit basket at Zara, you think people would be weirded out if I just weighed my hands? Just like draped them inside, like I'm weighing bananas, but they're just my hands. Yeah. What was I talking about for these hands? Oh, me being a grouch and a grump and a slump and a dump. Yeah, it's been a bit of an off march, I feel like. Like, I didn't even do the accountability board last week, I just completely ignored it. I would like stare at it and like, I should really erase that and like write down what I've been doing. Didn't do it though. Didn't do it. But, you know, I, I, I've been walking every day. I kept that up. I'm doing stuff. I think that's the important thing is I'm still doing stuff. I haven't, like, you know, completely reverted to just playing video games all day or, like, watching Netflix all day. I'm, like, still doing stuff. Just I feel like it's not the right stuff. I'm just doing stuff in place of other stuff, you know? I've got to get pretty good at it. Uh, I've really got to nail down these things I want to do and, like, also... Uh, respect myself a little bit better and be like, hey, um, you don't have to do anything every day. I think that's what Mike Posner said. There's no right way to live a day. It's like, do you feel right about this day? That's that's important. 
Uh, so rather than worrying like, oh, did I get all, did I paint today? And did I read today? And did I play guitar today? And did I work on my video today? And did I do push-ups today? And did I take a shower today? And did I make my bed today? I haven't made my bed. I put that on the accountability board as a freebie and I've been doing it. It's nice getting into a nice made bed, honestly. We don't have to like pull up your sheets from the bottom and like unwrinkle them. It's been, uh, it's been handy. Bed feels like a little comfier too. It feels comfier when the sheets are not as crinkled and like uh, need an ironing because we don't have an iron here. It's just uh, I wash them, you know, every like, I don't know if I want to say, I, I've said more gross. I've washed them my sheets like every two months maybe, maybe every three months. Is that a long time? I, don't, I only have one pair of sheets. It's not like I can like change the sheets and then put them in a laundry basket. For, it's like I have to wash them and then put them back on my bed the same day. Uh, it's a it's a singular sheet. Um, yeah, I've been uh, trying to reduce my my phone screen time. What is this episode even? This is um, I guess this is like uh, the episodes that doesn't find new viewers. This is just me talking to myself and like getting things out. This is my uh, my replacement for therapy. It's just venting to you guys, you twenty folks, you t- the twenty of y'alls really start marketing this podcast really like uh i don't know how to market it to people though like what do i even say for the description hey this is a podcast that i, I talked to myself for an hour because everyone's like oh man podcast anyone can do a podcast everyone has got a podcast everyone just gets a mic it's like a free entertainment everyone thinks they have something to say i'm like yeah I'm, I'm one of those people i think i have something to say i am guilty yep that's me right here i'm not doing anything that is like i'm not really giving you anything it's just uh it's just me that's that's it sometimes i find some facts and history and stuff that maybe it's interesting but i don't go in depth like at actual history or science podcast yeah um yeah i was trying to reduce my screen time um so what i've i've i want to say like last year i like was more cognizant of it like i'm spending a lot of time just lying in bed looking at reddit looking at youtube and not doing a whole lot and i looked at my screen time uh and it was like some days it was like eight hours like that's way too much eight that's like a, a pretty almost all of like half my waking hours uh it's just on my phone um so i set a screen time limit for like six hours just like start simple cut off two hours uh and then like as i've been going i've just been like when i get below a certain goal i then just lower the screen time limit and just like it just gradually gets lower and lower and i just rely on my phone less uh so like two weeks ago i hit the two hour mark uh, I, was at th- I was at three hours for a while. And then finally I got down to a place where I could get below two hours. Uh, and like all this week, I've been at like an hour, an hour 20. So I might even, we'll see by Sunday, I might be able to drop that down to an hour and a half screen time, which I think is very respectable. That's like, I mean, that's like checking texts, doing my Wordle in the morning, checking the weather, a few times checking my fantasy. I've given myself, like the only apps I really drain time on is YouTube and Reddit which I don't even have the Reddit app anymore. I just go to Google Chrome because I tried to like, oh, delete the Reddit app and make it more difficult for myself. But now I just like Google Reddit and go on the Reddit website anyways. So I gave myself like 20 minutes of YouTube and 20 minutes of Google Chrome a day. Uh, and that's been good. And uh, one of the do nots on my board is just I'm not allowed to adjust the app timers because it does give you an option when you hit your app limit. It's like, do you want to add time for today? It's like 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes or custom. And very easily to like just add 30 minutes and just keep watching and p- keep being lazy. But now I'm like, no, if you, you've hit your limit. And now I have to, like I have to save YouTube time 
for uh for our yoga because i cached it from my phone so i've got to save like two or three minutes to make sure i have time to like find the video and like cast it so that's been good too but uh, yeah it's been uh i've lowered my phone screen time which is good down to like an hour hour and a half an hour a day which is money uh i feel like the computer screen time might have gone up though in that i'm watching more youtube on my computer um but not a ton you know it's so hard to gauge what i've been doing on my days you know i should really get like a security cam in my room that can then rewatch like fast forward through the footage and just like block it. okay how much time did i spend on my computer how much time on that computer was i making videos because that's important i wish yeah i wish i could i wonder if there's like a youtube option to be like you can only upload you can't watch anything you can just upload or if it's like a third party site where i can like hey upload my video for me uh so i don't have to go on youtube and get distracted by everything yeah honestly we're at like 50 minutes now I didn't want to do a super long one today. I don't know if I have another 25 minutes in me, honestly. I want to make it a little short and sweet. I just wanted to like get home from work, record the podcast, because I forgot to do it. I want to talk about books. I want to talk about life, you know. I want to just chat with you guys. I want to feel good about it. You know, not a not a comedy episode of me. A comedy. It's a, this is one of those, I'm in comedy, I'm in self-help, and I'm in personal journals this was a this was a personal journal episode personal journal about you know just updating guys on me you guys clearly care i guess if you listen to this every week i'm still impressed by that that there's 20 people that listen to me talk for an hour every week sometimes more than 20 sometimes less than 20 um yeah but uh really i feel like i feel like yeah shorter episode short and sweet so Maybe it's good for you guys. Was it good for you? It was good for me. It was good for me. I enjoyed it. I'm feeling good. I feel uh, I feel aired out. That's been uh, that stuff's been in there for for all week. I don't. I wonder when I'm gonna tell. I don't want to tell like the the retired guys that I had to a podcast on a small YouTube channel because they won't get it, you know. But once the students come along, I, th- I think they'll they'll be like, oh neat, yeah, cool. What's your channel? What's your like? What kind of stuff do you do? And then I'll have to be like, yeah, it's Aaron the Brock. It's and it's Aaron Air Out. And then like. I can't talk any smack about coworkers now. I can't talk like I did at Loblaws. None of them was. I didn't tell any of them about the podcast. But these people, I feel like these young, you know, these young people, they're hip. They get it. They understand podcasts. They understand the. Uh, so there's a lot of people at this job. Um, very common, I guess, to uh, just like you were in school for something else and just completely transitioned into golf. Or like a lot of people like dropped out of their business degrees and then switched into this turf management program at Guelph. Uh, a lot of people like went to school and like got their degrees and then they're like, I don't like this. And they worked at a golf course for someone like, Oh, this is way more relaxing, way more fun. And they did that. So it's kind of nice to like fit right in of like, Hey, yeah, I got a degree and I did nothing with it. Don't like it, which I, I did do some, I got two years of using my degree, which isn't, that's nice. A lot of people can't say that. So I do like knowing that like, uh, I put in my effort. I did put in, I, I went to school for environmental science and I was an environmental scientist. That's like a nice bookend to like, done, did it, doing something else. Greenskeeper, above min- just above minimum wage. Uh, but way, it doesn't feel like a job, honestly. It's way better. So yeah, yeah. who knows? Maybe maybe I'll end up in this turf management program and then the, the new destiny becomes becoming a superintendent on a golf course and I become the guy. It's a, I don't know if I, I don't know if that is the dream though, because again I don't want to have like a a committed job 
a, a nine to five. It's cool for like for the summer that like I have this blocked out till November. Um, but I'm looking forward to also being like make a bunch of money, then uh, maybe do some Renaults on Delilah. I saw a YouTube video about this chick that was living in her Prius uh, with her dog, and like that's way less space than Delilah has. I haven't actually watched the video. I just saw she just like kind of popped up in like my recommendeds because I watch a few people who like live in vans and stuff like that. So I gotta check out like what her setup is. Um, but if she can live in a Prius, dude, I can live in Delilah no problem. I can like. She can't even, I think she just like reclines the seats or something. Or she like flattens out the seats and sleeps in like a sleeping bag uh, in the back. I don't think, she, I don't know if she did like any renovations to it or anything. Uh, she just had like all her stuff in it. She looked like when you think of people living out of their car in like the not cool way. Like the, they lost their job and their family had lost everything. And they just have all their junk. Like there's like blenders and stuff and like all their clothes were like all over their car. That kind of like living in your car, that's what it looked like. But she, she was happy. She was like driving around, like exploring places with her dog. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, she can do that. That like, that kind of enhances my ability to do it in Delilah. The only issue I face is like Canadian winters. You can't live in your car unless I can go plug in somewhere and like have my heat running all night. Um, so that'd be something I have to figure out. I don't think, could I be like an illegal alien in uh, the States? Like if I, if I drive down there, just be like, Hey, I'm just going to visit some friends. And I just don't come back. Um, is the worst case scenario they just like ship me back to Canada? I get like, like Mexican people, like them crossing the border, like that's like a big culture shift going from Mexico, very poor, like trying to get away from like the drug cartel and stuff like that, and like danger and crime. Them being deported back to Mexico is tough. Being deported back to Canada, no change really. They're like essentially, if you were dropped in like an American city in like a Canadian city, ignoring like landmarks and stuff like that and like flags, you know, I feel like you couldn't tell the difference. It'd be like, it's the same. You, you wouldn't have any idea, you know, like the look, the generic, like the construction and the, the, the quality of life is like very, very similar. So like, it's like, Oh, you guys got me. I, uh, I, I wish they my welcome. Guess you'll send me back to Canada. Oopsie. And then we all laugh about it. And I just drive back. And then like two days later, I'm like, hey, I'm just, I'm just going to visit my friend, you know? I'm just getting a quick visit down there. And then I pop back in. I don't know if this whole visa system works. There's like a lot of paperwork and signing and stuff like that. And I'm not really, I don't like that stuff. So I feel like I ignore it, you know? I'd rather just lie to, to the border patrol. I feel like that's the easier option. Yeah, I feel like that would be cool though. Driving around the southern states. Stick like golf clubs. I can't I afford to golf. I'd have to like only pay for gas. But yeah, that'd be a fun experience. And if she can do it in a Prius, I could do it in Delilah. So with that, I kind of want to get to an hour though, you know? I feel like if I just get just over, an, like if it looks bad on the podcast apps, uh, a sub an hour. I don't like it. I like the, we're not doing an hour 15. I've already committed to that. We're not doing an hour 15. I can do like an hour two. So what can I tell you? I might have a podcast topic right now, honestly. Let's see. I haven't checked the notes the whole time. This has all been off the cuff completely off the dome judge be silent (laughs) silent for three minutes is that does that count i read a lot i've read a lot of books lately honestly i read 27 books last year and so far this year i'm up to 12 so that's what 39 i'm almost at 50 50 books in the last two years which honestly that might be more books than i've read in my lifetime 
Like that's not, I was looking up on Reddit and I was like, what's the average amount of books people read in a year? You know, just kind of, I want to pump, pump my tires a little bit, you know, I want to feel good about it. And I think uh, the average American reads like 12 books a year, which I was like, okay, a book a month. That's not bad. I'm already at 12 this year. So I could stop and be an average American. And then I was reading a Reddit thread and obviously everyone, I feel like they're inflating their numbers, honestly. It was like r slash books or something. So people, that's like their livelihood is just reading books. But they're all like, the minimum was like 75 books a year. Some person said they're reading 250 books a year. I don't buy it. Not a not a chance to reading 250 books a year. And they're like, well, you must like not remember ev- anything. I'm like, oh, actually, I read 250 books a year and pretty much memorize all of them. Like, I remember every detail of every book I've read. I'm like, you're you're lying. The whole default to truth. I'm I'm not that. I am default to liar. No matter what, no matter what someone says, I'm like, you're lying. Don't believe you. Give me evidence or you're lying. Don't trust it. Anything I read online, any video I see. I'm 90% of the time like this fake, staged, whatever. I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I'm a party pooper. But uh, no, this was not the podcast notes I was looking at. Podcast topics. Uh, the three second rule. That's kind of a fits into the discipline thing. I don't know if I talked about this yet. I would have talked about it with Ethan. And I don't think we did, but uh, it, I did mention it. Like the whole, when you got to do something, get count count down like three two one do it or one two three do it i think three two one do it is better because one two three you could just keep counting forever and never do it uh so like three two one go uh and i have been using that actually and it is it's super effective it really works for me um to the point where it's so effective that i actually avoid doing it when i want to keep being lazy i'm like don't count yet don't count yet. don't start counting don't start counting so like if i'm if i'm on my phone in bed which i'm not supposed to it's on the accountability board don't use your phone in bed if I'm like, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I just go three, two, one, lock my phone. We're done. The action, it's like it's off. Rather than like telling myself, okay, five more minutes, I'll do it. Just like the immediate three, two, one, do it. Or if I got to clean my room, okay, three, two, one, get up and clean my room. Three, two, one, get out of bed. Three, two, one, go make dinner. Three, two, one, start editing a video. It works. It works so well. But like I said, sometimes I'm watching YouTube and like I shouldn't be watching YouTube right now. I should go three, two, one. I'm like, don't do three, two, one. I don't want to do three, two, one yet. I want to, I want more time to do nothing. So now I gotta figure out another rule to like get myself to two three two one. That's a that's a whole other beast. That was a uh, cooled seats. I had a in the expedition. This is a very quick one too. Uh, in the expedition, I guess I just spoiled the whole thing <laughs> by saying that um, I was going to give blood. I guess like four weeks ago, like a month ago, whenever I had that expedition. Uh, and we had it was like a blizzard out it was snowing out so i was like okay crank crank the heat crank the seat warmers and uh had to like sit in the car for a bit before i could go driving uh you know windows defrosted everything was good i had a i didn't know i had a like multiple days when i was driving that i just had to like sit in the car and let it defrost uh because like i didn't have an ice scraper and it wasn't until like the day before i gave it back that looked i just looked in the backseat like oh there's an ice scraper right there Literally just sitting on the backseat. I never turned around beforehand. I didn't do any research on this car. Like, I literally just drove it. I, I didn't figure out any of the, the quirks or any of the fun stuff I could do. I, uh, I was like, I'm going to have it for a week. I don't really care what's in it. But, uh, yeah, I'm driving around in the, 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 the what's it called? The, the heat has now defogged, defrosted my windows to a point where I can drive. And, like, it's getting really warm in the car, except for my butt. And when I turned on... The, the seat warmer it like vibrated I'm like oh that's cool it's like a little massage feature it's like like oh that's fun and then after driving for like five minutes like i just not even five, not even five minutes like literally 
I pulled out of our little subdivision, drove down the road for like a kilometer. And I'm like, man, the car, everything is really warm in this car because I have the heat maxed, except my butt's cold. And then I'm looking down at the console and I'm like, the lights on the seat warmer are blue. There's, there's no way, right? There's no way. So like, it's really dark out and I kind of reach down there and like, just push the button beside to the right of the blue seat warmer button and a red light turns on and the blue light turns off. I'm like, wow, cooled seats. I didn't even know that was a feature. I didn't even know they had little fans blowing air into your butt. I thought I'd never heard of cooled seats before. Have you guys heard of cooled seats? That's a, I need that in Delilah, honestly. Those le- that black leather gets real hot in the summer. To like, I'm always worried getting out of her uh, wearing shorts. Cause I'm like, there's a there's a giant giant like wet stain on my butt. I know it. I can feel it. I'm super self conscious, but I also can't like. I don't want like rub my hand down to my butt. To like you know test test the waters, test the bog, see what's going on down there. So, yeah, I usually just have the chance and hope no one says anything about the, the big stand on your butt. Or maybe they're, like, just being nice and they're not talking about the big stand on your butt. It's hard to tell. It's very hard to tell. Other than that, though, we get the 105, though. We're at 104. 105 seems like a nice round number. But uh, thanks for listening, guys. Um, Ethan and I got to figure out. I was looking at a new mic. So we'll see after I get some paychecks and get, like, my tax refund and stuff like that. I'll see how much money I've left over. Uh, I might be investing in a new mic. I think that'd be a good, uh, a good purchase. I've been doing these podcasts enough. This is episode, I don't know, 29. I didn't even say it in the beginning, did I? I guess I'll say it in the intro intro that I got to record after I edit this. Maybe I'll like record it in the morning. That's a good time. Usually right before I edit it, I'm like in a fresh mind or I'll be very tired in the morning recording it. My lips are very, um, look very dry and un- they do feel dry too. I'm not a chapstick guy. I'm kind of scared of chapstick. I think I talked about that. I have a, a weird phobia of chapstick and putting stuff on my lips. I was a, when I was a kid, I used Vaseline, like just like dip your finger in it and rub it all over your lips, which is weird that that, I was okay with that. But the idea of a chapstick tube, putting that on my lips still like, no, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I can't use it. I can't, I physically can't use it. Um, but remember, having like dry lips as a kid and you're like always like moistening it with your bottom lip and then your top lip gets like that really red like a like a red mustache i haven't had that in a long time but that sucked and it's like raw and it's also really sore but it's also like your lips are really dry too oh miserable miserable i don't even know the last time i had that i must have been like eight or something but going to school with that big red line above your lip i wonder what that's called that's not chat. That's like, uh, what is the upper lip? Is it just called the upper lip? What's the space between your nose and your top lip called? I'll look that up. Actually, looking at my phone is a little easier. The space between your nose. Does it have a specific name? Put in your guesses now. Or if you actually know it, say it out loud. Space between nose and upper lip is called the philtrum. I feel like I have heard that before, actually. The philtrum. Yeah, so I had a, a red philtrum. Is, that something, is there something called for that red philtrum? Red pill or blue pill? Not what I was looking for. Red philtrum above lip. Above lube. My, I mistype things so often. Why is this getting above my lip? A lip, a lip rash. It's just a lip rash. Yeah, I'm, I'm really getting off topic. Actually, I'm right on topic. 
actually, I don't remember what the initial topic was. Um, so I'm getting a new mic and I'm looking up a lip rash now. That's, this is why I can't listen to audiobooks because these are the, uh, these are the, the, the trains of thoughts that my brain goes off of. And it goes from like the Papua New Guinea tribe was very good at cooking coconuts. And then I'm looking, and then I, in my head, I'm thinking about like Amelia Earhart and those coconut crabs. And then from there, I'm like Amelia Earhart as an astronaut. I, I don't know. That's not an actual one, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Those kind of things. And before I know it, I'm just miles away from the initial topic. I was offhand. But uh, yeah, get a couple paychecks, get some money coming in. I think a, a microphone would be a good investment. A higher quality one, this blue snowball that's like super sensitive. That should help cut down on all the echo and stuff you hear uh, between Ethan and I talking. It would save my editing because there is, it's literally like the only way to fix it is to constantly make like a hundred cuts in that audio and just constantly be realigning it every two or three minutes when it goes out of sync. And that's miserable. I hate that. Especially now that like, I'm just doing these things in the afternoon now. I don't have like a full Thursday like I did before to do it. So yeah, trying to make it as easy as possible for myself. Well, yeah, other than that. Okay, I mean, at this point, we could probably get to an hour and 10 minutes. We're in an hour and eight minutes. So I feel like two more minutes is not too bad. Um, I, I kind of teased these Burnside stories a while ago. Um, one of them drew real easy. So we do a lot of email communication. We, oh, we did. I don't work there anymore. We did a lot of email communication. And uh, day one, I get an email from a guy. He's like, you know, introducing yourself. Hey, man, we're doing uh, these sites together. Uh, my name's Cody. Uh, looking forward to meeting you. Uh, Aaron, see ya. And he spelled my name A-R-R-O-N. Which I'm like, okay, that's that's no problem. He probably, like, only heard my name verbally through other people saying, hey, Aaron's starting today. Send him an email or whatever. Which, my name is, my email there was aaron.brock at rjburnside.com. So, like, it was right in the email. But I was like, you know what, I'll chalk it up. It's, it's fine. I'm not, I'm not offended that he spelled my name wrong. He probably knows an Aaron, and it's spelled that way, so it's just, like, his common go-to. He must not have seen the A-A-Ron skit, though. Usually that, that really corrected people's spelling of my name. Everyone spelled it E-R-I-N, and now everyone's got A-A-Ron down. So, uh, honestly, I hated that sketch coming out, but uh, it really did me a solid. It really fixed that for me. Yeah, so uh, he spelled it A-R-R-O-N for like a week. I'm like, okay, should I say something? Be like, hey, by the way, it's A-A-R-O-N. But I'm like, it doesn't really bother me. And I feel more weird, like pointing it out. I feel like I'd be rude to be like, hey, man, actually my name's spelled with two A's. It's A-A-R-O-N, not A. It's not R-R-R-O-N, you know? R-R-O-N, not A-A-R-O-N. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, But honestly, he... I worked there for a year and a half. He always spelled my name that way. It reached a point like three months in where I'm like, I can no longer correct him. Like I, at this point, I have to accept that that's how he's going to spell my name. And now it came not like, should I tell him how it's spelled? It became, will he ever figure it out? I, not only is my name in my email, aaron.brockandrjburnside.com, uh, I ended every email with thanks, Aaron. Thanks, comma, enter, Aaron. That was my ending email. So we would go back and forth in emails. Every email I finished would be, thanks, Aaron. And then he'd intro it with, hi, Aaron, spelled wrong. I'm like, he's doing this shit on purpose. He's got to be. There's no way he'd just keep me spelling it unless he got to a point where he's like, I've been spelling it wrong this whole time. If I now correct it, that's like admitting to my mistake. So now he had to commit 
took spelling it wrong the whole time for the year and a half I worked there. But I'd love to, honestly, on the last day, I should have been like, what's up, man? Were you, were you messing with me? You know how to spell my name? Yeah, that was, that was it. That was a fun email story. Just, uh, I wasn't offended by it. It was, uh, it was fun. It was very fun. Other than that, you know, we got the, uh, maybe I get to an hour 15 now. No, we're not doing that. I've had enough. I've dragged this out long enough. Thank you guys for listening to episode, insert episode title here, episode number here, I guess, of Air on Air Out. Next week, who knows what we got? I, I don't even know. I've got I've got no topics written down. Uh, but you guys will have a fun sketch to view on next Wednesday. So look forward to that on Air on the Brock on YouTube. Other than that, you guys enjoy your weekend. Have yourselves a wonderful end of March, final March weekend. And we'll see you in April. Will we see you in April? The first podcast of April ever? Nope, it'll be March 30th or 31st, never record it. Either way, I guess you'll listen to it on April Fool's Day, though. <laughs> Maybe I should just not post an episode and be like, April Fool's, there's no podcast. That'd be great. That be, wouldn't be great. That'd be terrible. All right, later, guys. Peace. Take it easy, folks. Aaron out. Later. Hey, you did a great job listening to this podcast, and I really think you're going to do a great job again next week. So be sure to tune in to Aaron Air Out every Friday on Spotify, Google, and Apple. Also, find me on YouTube at Aaron the Brock. Take it easy, folks. listening hope you enjoyed your stay now take what you learned and have a great day damn it feels good to air out